what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> of the Unsportsmanlike Podcast here on T2Q. My name is Quincy. This is my podcast. And on tonight's show, we're discussing the NFL Draft 2020. 32 teams made their picks with hopes of being where the Kansas City Chiefs are right now sometime next year. And um, some of them got it right. Some of them didn't. We'll go over those picks and some of those teams tonight. Uh, so we'll get to that in just a moment. We will also, on the back end, we get a chance. We may discuss the um, Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. We might touch on that just a little bit to close thing out if we have a little time. But let me go ahead and go to the phone lines. I have two callers calling in. I got my man Buck in Pensacola. And what's going on, Buck? What's up? What's up? What's up, bro? And uh, let's see. Got my man Jersey. My my man Ray out there in Jersey. Ray, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, Buck? What's up, Ray? All right. Buck representing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ray holding it down for the Las Vegas Raiders. I got to get used to saying that. And let me go to the ATL. Bring on my man Gator. Gator, what's happening, bro? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, y'all? What's the deal? It's Gator, you know. And y'all have been what's ATL, up, but um, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I am in uh, ATL, but I'll be representing the New Orleans Saints, by the way. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. In, the, right. in the ATL, by way of the two two five area code, that has to be rough for you, yes, there, man. Enemy territory, man. It is uh it is an adventure every day and I probably wear all of my Saints paraphernalia during football season. So uh <laughs> That's a brave man. Always fun. You know. Right, oh this sure. year they got it double dipped since uh, you know, I'm L S U alum, so uh you know, I got to wear all my L S U uh gear up here when uh uh Georgia, right, Georgia played L S U Oh, man, well, welcome to the show. Um, Gator is the co-host over at at Dope Discussions, the Dope Discussions with Erica podcast. And just tell me a little bit about that real quick, Gator. 
Well, Dope Discussions podcast is uh, me and my, my lovely co-host, Erica. Um, we do all we can to make sure that we shine a light on um, any, everything from relationships to uh, just ratchet news. You know, but we try to give a male and a female perspective on that. Um, okay. You know, we try to have nice, filtered, well, I wouldn't say filtered, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we try to get some intelligent, real conversation uh, about those topics. So it's cool, man. I'm, I'm also the uh, co-host of the Dial 5 podcast, which is even less filtered, uh, where we basically get drunk and talk about man stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up right there, man. All right, glad to have you on. And, uh, of course, I got to get you on the Talk to Q Radio show as well, our regular show. So um, you'll be hearing his voice a little Almost more definitely. in the future. And so, all right, so let's get to it, fellas. Uh, 516-595-8306 is the number uh, to join the Young Sportsman Life podcast on T2Q. And uh, I'm just going to go through alphabetically. I'm not going to hit on all these teams because, let's face it, a lot of these teams I don't care about. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Drafted number eight overall uh, out of Clemson, linebacker, stood. Uh, I, I think that even though Arizona may not has ha- may not had that type of need because you know you were thinking initially they're going to get a tackle to protect yeah. uh, Murray, but man, talk about Isaiah Simmons and how good he is. That's for whoever. <laughs> Well, I mean, definitely Isaiah Simmons. Um, I think uh, P, uh, PFF had him ranked as number one uh, linebacker in the draft. Uh, I mean, I could see why Arizona would go. I think they just picked the best player on the board at this point, Q. Like you said, I think I would think they went with a tackle, but I think they just picked the best player uh, on the board here with Isaiah Simmons. He's a can't-miss prospect. Then again, he's a Clemson, uh, a Clemson uh, linebacker. Um, the Saints have been burned on that before with uh, Stephon Anthony, which is another one that people's like, oh, that's one of the best uh, best linebackers in the draft, and you know he's not even with the team anymore because of uh, you know his uh, uh, lack of effort <laughs> on the field. I don't think they're going to have that problem with Isaiah. Though I think he's going to be a good pickup for him. I think so too, man. I think that dude's a real deal, and I mean, and they picked up two defensive tackles as well. Utah's uh, Leaky Fotu and then LSU's Rashard Lawrence. So Arizona got stout on that defensive line. Now they got Josh Jones, yes. the offensive tackle out of Houston, to try to help out on the offensive line. But they really went hard on defense, and I think they had a good draft. You know, sometimes um, improving your defense can help your offense because it gives them a chance to get back out there. You know, you get enough three and outs, give your opportunity, give your offense a little more opportunity. So move on to the yeah, Falcons. I think the, uh, Falcons. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think that's, you know, with Kyler Murray being there, I think that's, uh, if you like, if you watched that team any last year, you know, it, there were holes. That defense definitely had holes, especially up front. Um, you know, one of the one of the big issues was that they would play, they could they could score with almost anybody. But, you know, that defense yeah. would also let the, the, anybody score. So this is, this is a real good pickup, I think. Yeah, for sure. And Ray, so we move on to the Falcons, Ray. And uh, they got the defensive back out of Clemson, A.J. Terrell, uh, Terrell at number 16 overall. Defensive tackle, Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. And they picked up Matt Hennessy from Temple 
at center to try to help out on that offensive line. So it seemed like they did pretty well um, Atlanta, just kind of picking across the board. But was there anything you think they needed to address to help Matt Ryan out? Or, I mean, how do you feel about Atlanta? Because ever since that Super Bowl collapsed, and they really ain't getting that much respect. Well, I think um, they they just have to pull it all together. I mean, Matty Ice is a good quarterback. I mean, a lot of people talk about him and this and that, but he's the fastest quarterback to 50,000 yards. And, you know, he's been MVP. He's been in the Super Bowl and, you know, was minutes away from winning it. But um, I think it never hurts to get offensive line. But um, I I really like the A.J. Terrell pick. I mean, we would have got him had they not taken him because um, you, can, you can't have too many corners. And then they, left, they lost true font to uh, – Detroit, so they they had to fill that position. So we just about knew that they was gonna go corner at some point. But I like the picks. I'm familiar with all those guys. Marlon Davidson out of uh, Auburn. He's uh played alongside Derrick Brown. May probably end up being better than Derrick Brown. But um, you know, he got caught up around draft time about the sound bites where he was like, you know, he can beat up on guys and don't get charged and nobody call the cops and stuff like that. So yeah. he's a guy that's really about football. So I think that um Atlanta did Atlanta did well for themselves. I really can't take nothing away from those draft picks. I'm not sure uh who else they picked, but those draft picks, I'm familiar with all those guys. Okay. All right, so Buck, let's go to your division. With you being a Steelers fan, the Baltimore Ravens, uh had a really good draft as well, getting LSU linebacker Patrick Queen at number 28 overall. They got J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, very good running back. Uh, and then defensive tackle Justin Matabuke out of Texas A&M. And the wide receiver Devin Duvernay from from Texas. They they really got pretty good. Um, offensive line oh, and defensive tackles, man, they loaded up. They had a lot of picks. And they filled a bunch of needs with those picks. They just reloaded. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, they also picked up Tariq Phillips out of Mississippi State, defensive tackle, and uh, his guard Ben Breach and out of uh, Michigan. I mean, they they probably had the best pick, the best picks of anybody in the NFL draft. I mean, they really went all the way across the board from offense to defense and everything. I mean, they really stacked up. I was a little concerned about them picking up J.K. Dobbins because. I mean, you already got two studs there running back, and um, now you add one. I guess you can't, you know, running backs are a dime a dozen. You can't get too many of them, you know, with injuries and things of that nature. So I guess it suits their need because, you know, they're they're running heavy. But they better make sure they got that line right because I just don't think that they're going to be able to run as much as they did last year. Um, You know, it's just, you know, the the tape's out there. So – with that much running from your running from your running back, your quarterback, and all that stuff, he's gonna have to be a little bit more, you know, pass oriented. So the Devin, um, the Devin pick wide receiver, um, definitely should help. And also the one the um, end up James uh, approach from SMU. I mean, they needed to get some they need to get some youth in the running back department. I mean, the wide receiver department to help out the offense. So I think they did well. Um, hopefully they'll pass a little bit more. 
because I just don't think they're going to be able to run as much. But as far as the picks that they made throughout, man, they they got off. I think they had the best draft of any team in the National Football League this year. Okay. They did very well, especially. And let me go back to the phones, to the 817 area code, the Lone Star State of Texas. Welcome on my man, Corey. Corey, what's happening, bro? Hey, how you doing? All right. All right, man. Glad to have you on. And um, we'll get to you in a minute. We're just going down looking at some of these picks. And so, all right, we have the Buffalo Bills with uh, – they picked up A.J. Ampanessa, defensive end from Iowa, and number 54 overall. They didn't have a first-round pick because uh, they picked up Stephon Diggs. Uh, they gave that up for him earlier in the free agency season. They have running back. Zach Moss out of Utah. Utah had quite a few people in the draft this year, but they were a pretty stout team. They got quarterback from Georgia, Jake. Jake from Jake from State Farm. And Gator, mm. you had the opportunity to, to see him up close and personal being out there in Georgia, man. What do you think about Jake Fromm? Do you think he can uh, challenge for that star position or he's just going to ride the pond until he gets his opportunity elsewhere? You know, it's funny, Jake Fromm is one of those guys that, you know, he came in with all the potential in the world, and, um, you know, uh, there was a big quarterback controversy here a couple of years ago between him and Eason, uh, like, who's going to start, who's going to start, and Eason ended up going to uh, Washington, but, um, you know, it seems like as much talent as he's, he has, here in Georgia, they were always trying to replace him. Uh, they were like, you know, who's the next guy, who's the next guy, Um He's 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 got a lot of intangibles. Uh, he's got a rocket arm, but the problem with him is again not living up to potential. Um, if he's gonna, the Bills picked him up. That's the perfect team to pick him up in that scenario uh, because I'm not. I don't think he's going to to live up to the potential here. He's if he's not in a system that's going to benefit him then he's not one of those guys that's going to step in and just take a starting role. Um, so if you ask if he's going to ride the pine, yeah, he he got to get his britches ready for that because I don't think he's going to be a starter. Um, you know, even I, I think maybe they drafted him as a backup, possibly. They, maybe they saw the same thing. I can't think that they, they you know, any team actually would consider him a starter, especially, you know, for him drop, yeah. falling down to the fifth round. I, I mean, he was projected Man. as high as a second rounder at one time. Mm-hmm. And John... I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. If Josh Allen is a top ten pick, it ain't no way in the world he's going to replace him, even if he is better. You know right. what I mean? But Jake, Jake Fromm can play. It's just, like you say, if he get in the right system... But I, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Of course, he's not going to start unless uh, Josh Allen gets hurt and show everybody what he can do or something like that. But he's going to have to tear off 10 in a row like Tom Brady did or something like that before they <laughs> sit Josh Allen down for him. So, hmm. but he, I think he's a decent quarterback. Okay. All right, so we'll move on to Carolina. Defensive tackle Derrick Brown, number seven overall out of Auburn. Defensive end, Yatua Gross-Matos out of Penn State in the second round, and safety Jeremy Chen out of Southern Illinois in the third round. And then they got a DB in the fourth round, Troy Pride out of Notre Dame. So uh, they actually went all defense when you look at their yeah. <laughs> look at their pick. 
they went all defense, and they seemed like they hit on them pretty well. They did. And uh, so, Carolina, all you have to do now at this point is see if Matt Rule can coach on a pro level. But as far as the talent, he looks like he's acquiring quite some talent. And the Chicago Bears got tight end Cole Komet out of Notre Dame in the second round. Don't know if you've seen this guy play, but he can flat out play. All right, he's just a uh, – the type of guy that makes things happen at the tight end position. He gets open. Cornerback Jalen Johnson, another Utah Ute. And linebacker Travis Gibson in the third round out of Tulsa. So Chicago did pretty well. They didn't do that much with their late picks, but they did pretty well with their first three. And this is the um, first round pick that they got from the Raiders uh, for Khalil Mack. So to get Cole Komet, that's pretty good. That's going to help. Trubisky or Foles or whoever the starting quarterback is out. Cincinnati. Right. Let me go. Right. To, let me go to you, Corey, on this one. Cincinnati got Joe Burrow, the uh, you know number one overall LSU champion quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, I mean, he did it all. Then they turned around and got T. Higgins, the wide <laughs> receiver out of Clemson. So that's like two championship pedigree type college players on Cincinnati's team. So, Corey, I mean, right off the bat, you would have to think that when you look at that tandem along with A.J. Green, if he's healthy, they may be able to do a little something on offense, especially with Joe Mixon at their running back. Corey, you there? I'm sorry. I was on mute. Yeah, um, I, that, I don't think, for me, I think that, and this is my opinion, I think that uh, for the first year, I, I think they should probably retain the the starting quarterback that they have right now, and and, and um, probably shelf Andy um, their their first. Yeah, I think they should um they, they should move forward with him being their starter, and 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 go ahead and see how that plays out, and kind of let him you know see exactly what he's going to do for this offense still, and and also bring the um, the rookie on. Uh, a little bit later because, I mean, they're not playing for anything right now. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I think he may um, he may start out on the bench, but I think at some point they're going to put him in unless Andy Dawson just loses his mind and, and does something big. I, I think that they're going to get him in as soon as they can. But if he can sit back and learn, that would be nice. But, all right, so the yeah. Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say about the Joe Burrow scenario. I mean, but he's, it's such a story. You know, I mean, it yeah. wasn't – I mean, it, it couldn't have been a, a, a more perfect storm for Cincinnati in this scenario. Scenario, You got the hometown kid, you know, you know, makes good out there, you know, in the South, wins the national championship, wins the Heisman Trophy. You just so happen to have the number one pick in the draft, and hey, look who's here magically—the best quarterback in the league, um, you know, or in you know in college. Uh, it's too much of a story for him to. I, I if if Dalton starts beginning of the season, I, I don't see him staying in past game two. I mean, it's too it's too much of a story for them not to have Joe Burrow take the reins of that team as soon as he hits the field. Yeah. I agree. We'll see. All right, so the Cleveland Browns got um, Jedrick Willis, offensive tackle out of Alabama. So that's, you know, tree trunk on the line right there. Safety Grant Delpit fell to 44th, and they got him in the second round. 
and Missouri defensive tackle Jordan Elliott in the third round. So Cleveland seemed like they made out pretty well. Four SEC players in the first three rounds, meeting their top needs on defense. They had a solid day, too. So they look pretty good. Then we move on to the Cowboys, and that's who Corey is representing. He's he's here representing the Cowboys. And Corey, first thing, man, CeeDee Lamb and the number one spot. Was it smart to get what most people consider the best player on the board at the time, or should they have addressed some of their defensive needs with that number one spot? I feel like if you have the chance to draft CD Lamb, you take CD Lamb. You use that 17 pick and go all in with CD Lamb. You know, you look at his um, his season that he had with Oklahoma. He had over 1,300 yards uh, receiving, 14 total touchdowns, and the guy. You know, he's not the fastest wide receiver, but he still runs a 4.5 and 40. And and also the biggest thing for me. Um, with, with what he can do is, you know, in short yardage situations, he can turn them in long touchdowns. So that's going to be a, a good key thing because he can the, – the yard after the catch is what you're looking at with CeeDee Lamb. And that's not – that's something that we even had with any of the receivers um, this, this past season, you know, going eight and eight. So, you know, even though it wasn't a parent need, it might, you know, fit and make this and, um, this this offense more explosive than it was last year. Okay. And they got Trayvon Diggs in the second round, cornerback out of Alabama. And the person I'm high on in this draft, two people, the defensive tackle Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma. And um, they also were able to get Utah's defensive end Bradley Anai in the fifth round. This is somebody that had a third-round grade on him, so I think they were able to make out like bandits on him. Um, And I think the Cowboys had a pretty good draft. I wasn't necessarily just filling the last pick with the quarterback out of James Madison, uh, Ben DiNucci. I mean, he put up some decent, some great numbers um, at James Madison, but um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, he has to be better than Cooper Rush than what they got. But uh, overall, I was happy with the Cowboys draft. I do think that you get C.D. Lamb if he's there. If Jerry Judy would have been there, I would have said get Jerry Jerry Judy. Uh, but I was very surprised to see him fall into their lap. So not only do you win as far as jersey sales with him being an Oklahoma guy playing next door in Texas, uh, you also win as far as talent. All right, so, Ray, let's move to the Denver Broncos, Ray. Speaking of Jerry Judy, now you're a Raiders fan, so you had to go up against Jerry Judy twice a year now. He was a 15th overall pick to the Denver Broncos. They also got wide receiver K.J. Hamler, who's a burner. Um, the third-round pick was Michael Ojemudia, I can't pronounce his last name, cornerback out of Iowa. But, uh, Ray, you're looking at two receivers who can, man, twist some ankles in the backfield, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did good with getting these speedy receivers. But Jerry Judy, to me, he got too much of that Amari Hoover in him. Now, yeah, he can run routes and – Stuff like that, but to me, I don't think he got enough dog in him. So he'll make uh-huh. some plays for him. Of course, uh, Court Court uh, Courtney. Uh, can't think what his name is now. He's uh Courtney Sutton. Yeah, he's uh yeah. gonna be the number one anyway. Cause that that boy's coming on, and you know I think with those receivers they're gonna get fast. 
But see, this is what I don't agree with. Everybody's going to try to run with Kansas City. And you can have speed, you can have some good receivers, but they got that hole card. And that's that's Pat Mahomes. Now, if you mm-hmm. run and you keep him on the sideline, that'll be better. I mean, of course, they got Melvin Gordon and they got um, uh, the other running back they've been had. So, I think that um, they they going to challenge. I mean, we gonna we gonna find out uh how good Derrick Locke is, and you know because he he got the weapons, he got the running backs. So uh, we're gonna see, but I do think it was it was uh, good picks by Denver. They 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 pretty much I think they should have got some more offensive linemen because they're gonna need them. A mm-hmm. lot of people forgetting the offensive line, but you know everybody wants the the picks. But see, well I don't want to get on these other teams, but they cover these trenches. And that's why they can pile up all they want. We're going to see once we get to that team. I'll tell you about it. But, yeah, it was a good draft for them. All right. And so Detroit Lions, Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda, best cornerback in the draft, number three overall. Running back DeAndre Swift, Swift number 35. Um, pick number 35 out of Georgia. And Notre Dame linebacker Julian Arquawa, 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 I don't know, number six or seven. <laughs> out of, uh, yeah, Notre Dame. And so Detroit, and this is for whoever wants to speak on it. Detroit, I want to talk about their running back, I guess, DeAndre Swift. Swift and DeAndre, you know, he's a solid running back, very good. Is this the guy that finally get Detroit over the hump as far as at running back? Can he stay healthy and be productive? Well, I mean, I think what they're trying to do there in Detroit is try to build a winning culture. <clears throat> they hadn't had one for a long time since Barry Sanders, and um, you know they've had some they've had some nicks, nips, and tucks, so to speak, when they come through the line. But I think I think the Swift guy might be the guy that fit the bill. I mean, he's been I think he'll be the best running back they've had since Barry Sanders. So it'll be it'll be amazing to see. And I, you know, I think Barry, you know, I think Barry Sanders actually endorsed him um, and welcomed him to Detroit. Uh, so that's that should say something right there. Um, but I like the way they draft, even though they didn't give good grades to some of the, you know, some of the offensive linemen and the other running back they picked up, Jason Huntley out of New Mexico State. But I think all in all, they did a fairly good job. Um, they got some guys on on the line which they desperately needed. Um, they got some guys on defense that they desperately needed too, so I think they did the best they could with the you know what they had to draft from. So, you know, it just remains to see how they put it all together. We just don't know what Matt Patricia's going to do. Um, the first couple of years there, he just hadn't looked all that great, and injuries have kind of killed them too. So, you know, yeah. I think they did pretty good with the draft, but we'll see. You know, time will tell. When you got okay. so many studs in the in the division, you know, that's gonna be tough sledding for these guys if they don't if they get out to a slow start. All right. Well, let's stay yeah, in the division well. before I go there. Let me let me go to the phone lines right quick. Welcome on M and M from the Magnolia State of Mississippi. What's happening, man? Hey, what's good? What's up, Q? What's up, guy? 
All right, what's hey, going what's on? Up, what's up, what's up? What's All going right. on? Got it. All right, Eminem, you're on with Ray Buck Gator, who's in um, the ATL, and Corey, who's out there in Texas. Right, okay, so. okay, cool. All right, so here's the the the, the day one shakeup. This is what I think had everybody buzzing on Twitter and everywhere else. The Green Bay Packers, first pick of the draft, well, not first pick, their first pick of the draft, number 26 overall, they selected, traded back up to select Utah State quarterback Jordan Love. Okay, not a wide receiver uh, or a tight end to help Aaron Rodgers, who's, you know, on his way to the Hall of Fame at the Super Bowl ring, but they took his ultimate replacement. So this is for whoever wants to speak on it. Do you agree with what they did? I mean, from a franchise perspective, you're planning for the future, but you got somebody who's capable of winning now. You were only a game away from the Super Bowl. Do you respect what the Packers did, whoever? Yeah, I would start off with that. I'll say, yeah, I respect what they did. I mean, when Aaron Rodgers got drafted, I believe Brett Favre was the same age. And although he may have a lot of football left in him, I think that his attitude and the way he treats teammates and stuff like that, I think the man tired of that shit. And if he wants to bring in somebody else that can replace – see, the problem with a lot of these teams is when they got a franchise quarterback, they get the garbage man to play behind them. You got to have somebody good in case he go down. Just like the Saints did last year. Bridgewater stepped in there. They didn't miss nothing. Now, he said he good as Drew Brees, but they didn't miss nothing. So – you you have to have somebody who can keep on counting it. You can have that stud up front, but the guy behind him ain't uh, uh, 15th is good. It don't mean nothing. So I think it was a good move on their part. Now the rest of the draft, not, he, not the offense and stuff, that's a whole other subject. But just getting Jordan Love and letting him learn behind Aaron Rodgers, and whenever his time comes, it depends on how ready he is. Now they may not let him get to his, his – uh, see, the reason why they got him in the first round is because now they got him for five years. So that gives Aaron Rodgers five years. Now, if if uh, Love does his thing in one or two years and they think they can let Aaron Rodgers go, hey, they can get two first rounds for him even two, two years from now, at least two first rounds. So I think it was a good move on their part. And I know Aaron Rodgers ain't going to like it, but, hey, they they that's why he the player and they the GM. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what goes around comes around. Anybody think it was a mistake? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna take this. I, 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 yeah, I, I think I it, think it was a good idea. I think it was a good idea because, and the reason why is because he's been he's been injured. He's broken the collarbone twice. Now, now he had a decent season last year. Not your high numbers like you know we're all accustomed to seeing, but they were a game were a game away from Super Bowl. The only problem I had with their draft is they didn't pick up a wide receiver. Now, you lost Geronimo Allison to the Lions, and then you don't pick up a receiver. I mean, and last year, your best receiver was dinged up a little bit. You have to make – you have to draft a wide receiver. Now, I, I know they needed some defense, and in all honesty, I think they needed some offensive linemen too. Uh, you know, they needed that, especially if you're going to draft a running back. So, they, I think they just – they. They missed some things, and, you know, unless they're getting some guys from the XFL or something that we don't know about, 
I mean, this may come back to haunt them, them not getting any more wide receivers. You know, maybe they're going to wait until the, you know, once the training camp starts or something like that, maybe they'll try I, to get somebody like that. I'll tell you, you know? what I believe they're going to do. I believe they're going to get Brown. Maybe that's their game plan to get um get get um Antonio Brown back in the mix. That could be their game plan, right? I don't see that. Uh no, nah, no, nah, I don't I don't I don't think they're gonna fool with Antonio Brown. Um like I say, I I'm I'm gonna take a different direction on it. I I think it was horrible because of the fact that they didn't get nobody else. Now if they either got some receivers, because uh, it was plenty of them out there and if they would have even got some um, some guys that was on the market, you know, before the draft even started, okay, it'd have been like, okay, yeah, that's cool. You, you know, you build them for the future because that's great. And I think Love is the is the great successor of Rodgers. But if you're gonna get the dude and not try to compete now, it's crazy. They were thirteen and three, and I think Aaron Rodgers didn't have a four piece last year. That's not the sign of a washed up quarterback. That's just a sign of a, of a team that just need a few more pieces. I mean, so to to not play that out to the very end at the max to me that that's that's bad. That that's not smart at all. Because you right there, you ready to jail, you ready to pop. Let me ask you this, cuz. If they had got three wide receivers, what you think of the Jordan Love pick itself? I think it's I think it's great. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't have a problem with like kind of like what you said. I don't have a problem with getting Jordan Love. I think that's the that was the best quarterback to actually succeed him. But if you're gonna do it as if you get ready to, to me, the cards they played, and I really doubt they get Brown. To me, it looked like Green Bay made a decision like it's an eight and eighteen. That ain't the type of decision a 13-3 and three team makes where the quarterback only threw four picks. If you only throw four picks, you're not a washed-up quarterback by a long shot. They're not Eli Manning. You know, the Giants did it, no problem. But if they got love and turn around and, and got some receivers, whether it was some kind of trading some picks to get some kind of uh, uh, free agent that's, that's pretty top-notch, uh, I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati with A.J. Green. I ain't really been keeping up with him. But, see, Devontae Adams is cold as hell, you know. But it's just like he still mm-hmm. need, he still needs some help, though. I mean, it's just like it's kind of like what, uh, what most of the other teams around the league have been doing. It's just like whenever you have somebody that's a true number two or somebody that's a, 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 a one point two. Devontae Adams would destroy the league, but the dude needs some help. So oh, to have oh. a team ready to pop, I love the picket running back they got. Dude, the beast out of Boston mm-hmm. College. I love that. Yeah. Okay, AJ so you Green. got that part. You got that part good. You got the you got the you got the ball control because everybody, their mama know if anybody can can put some numbers, get some points on your ass real quick, it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers, even if it's a second level before halftime. Yeah. But I think that they was did great. Get a tight end too. But to turn around and not get a true threat, you got all the you got motherfuckers coming. I mean, I ain't never seen a draft like this in my life where damn near fifty uh, percent of the damn receivers is is, is sub four sums. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. Yeah. Times is really changing. So you let all that shit pass and not get nobody. That's that's the love pick is great, but. The love pick under those circumstances is absolutely horrible. 
Because if they tank out, yeah. if they tank out, some heads gonna roll behind that shit. Because no, this is the thing. We we don't know what Aaron Rodgers has a problem with the front office or not. Because they told Aaron Rodgers when a new coach come in, don't be the problem. Now if you say that to a guy, that means that they believe you the problem and they don't want no no trouble out of you and I think they're not all getting along. See when you got a guy that's a franchise guy, he's basically holding them hostage, telling them what to do, telling them what to say and he changed the plays when McCarthy called him and stuff like that. Right. I mean, he's a great, all all time great. But this is what I'm saying. I mean, who knows? They may be getting ready to move in another direction. See, in order to get to give Aaron Rodgers away under contract, they gonna have to get a boatload of picks. I mean, two first rounds, maybe two seconds, or something like that. Now you got all. Oh the yeah! Picks. Oh yeah! Yeah, he, he oh, worked every bit of. <laughs> because we saw we saw what the Miami Dolphins did with all these picks. Now, and then uh, Antonio Brown, he's going to want to go somewhere where he can win. He's going to need to get back in the league. Seven, eight million dollar contract. None of the money guaranteed. So if he act the fool, he ain't got nothing. And he's going to understand that. Playing with Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Devontae Adams, hey, they, they could very – what you got to lose? If you bring a guy in – and he none of that money guaranteed, he can cut up if he wants to. You can release him at any time. And you know he may not get back in the league. And you know his money getting short. So he's going to have to act right. Yeah. He ain't well, got no I, choice. I, 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 don't get me wrong. From a talent standpoint, I definitely feel that. But the only thing about it, unless something doesn't change drastically, Green Bay traditionally really never been the type of uh, organization to deal with these risque type players. So, I mean – that's why I say I seriously doubt he go there. And then he's not going to want to be the second fiddle to Devontae Adams because, I mean, clearly it's Devontae Adams' spot to lose, you know. So. <laughs> I think it would. Exactly. If Antonio Brown go I there, did. he is going to be saying. <laughs> You're right. And see, Antonio ain't going to go in his mind. He's going to start acting a fool, and they already know that. He's not going to – he not going to yeah. – he can't handle that, 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 uh, that Robin role. He can't handle that shit at all. He got jealous of Juju even no. when he was still number one. So, mm-mm. Yeah, I don't see Brown playing anywhere no time soon nah. until like he gets if, him, if, get if, himself straight. Like I say, if he if he go anywhere, some kind of way, Harbaugh might fuck with him a little bit in Baltimore. I don't know, but that's about the only spot I see him. If you if you are all time if you are all pro receiver like that, and you can't even handle, you can't even make it work with Drew Brees, man. Shit, man. I mean, damn, you don't want to play. And uh. Well, I mean, Tom, right. we got you tried it. You tried it with Ben. You tried it with Ben. You tried it with Carr. You tried it with, um, you know, Brady. With Brady. <laughs> and you tried it with Breeze. And if you, if you, and it's not so much the quarterbacks as it was the organizations as well. All of those franchises were pretty decent. So, but. We we and get along detail. with those franchises right there, which are arguably some of the top ones in the league. Then your choices at playing wide receiver anywhere are pretty are pretty slim. Yeah, but all right. So let let me let me let me let me blow the whistle on this one because I, I don't want to talk about Antonio Brown. That's another show for another day. Let's move on to this draft. All right, Houston Texans. Um, did they do enough to make up for losing DeAndre Hopkins, in your opinion? I mean, they got a wide receiver uh, 
late in the draft at number 171 out of Rhode Island named Isaiah Coulter, but that was the only receiver they picked. They went defense um, with their first two picks and an offensive tackle with their third pick. So anybody happy with the Texans right now? You still think they got some making up to do? You can't replace Hopkins. I mean, nobody, nobody, I mean, nobody at one at one seventy one gonna come close to replacing Hopkins. I ain't saying it's impossible, but I, I mean, there ain't no nah. Because no, <laughs> Hopkins is a great receiver, probably top three in the league. But statistics show when you got the best receivers, you do not win the Super Bowl. So, yeah. They could have got a little bit more for him, but if David Johnson come back halfway to like he was, it's going to be a great deal for the Texans. Right now, it's not a good deal, but it's going to be a good deal. But it all depends on how David Johnson plays. Because if that was Christian McCaffrey, I wouldn't trade Christian McCaffrey for DeAndre Hopkins. I keep Christian McCaffrey. I look at it like this. It's not that it's it's not that I have a huge problem with them trading him more so than I did what they got for him. I do think that he he had more value than what they got, to be honest with you. But uh I mean only time will tell. They do have some pretty good receivers now, but only time will tell. All right, the Indianapolis Colts got USC wide receiver Michael Pittman, number thirty four overall, running back Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, and he's a stud running back. And safety, Julian Blackman out of Utah at number 85. And they also got quarterback Jacob Eason, who used to play in Georgia. Uh, Gator mentioned him. He went out to Washington, and now he could be the heir apparent. I mean, you think that's what they had in mind, Gator, that uh, when Phillip Rivers is done in a year or two, that Jacob is going to be the guy to take over this team? I mean, they still got Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, and I uh... – and I hate seeing that too. Uh, I, I understand, I guess, the pick, but I mean, I, I feel like this was, you know, Brissett's team, you know. Um, and they, I, I mean, you have the chance to bring in Philip Rivers. I guess you, you, you do, you know, you do pull the trigger on it. But um, you know, to draft another quarterback definitely can't, you know, make Brissett feel too happy about his position. I think though, the the name that everybody's going to talk about for years to come from this particular draft for the Colts is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Because that I believe that that was a, a steal for them. Uh, what you got right now is a, a back akin to, you know, um, some of the other famous Colts backs. I, I won't go Marshall <laughs> here, you know, but I think that they, they've got a solid running game uh-huh. with him they're put in there. And I think that's, that's going to do nothing but expound in, in years to come. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can't forget Adrian James, like you said, right? That dude was true. Our, our, Adrian James, I was trying to think of his name, man. Adrian James. Yeah, hey, and, and, and don't forget a, a <laughs> die, and don't forget the the true super, the true Super Bowl uh, MVP was Rhodes, but he ain't get no credit. You know, they gave yeah. the man. Well, yeah, Rhodes never got credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so Jacksonville cornerback C.J. Henderson out of Florida with the first pick, and linebacker. Kayla Von Chason out of LSU with the second pick. Then the guy that the Packers probably should have jumped on, LaVisca Chanel, wide receiver out of Colorado. I think Jacksonville did well. I think they did well in this draft. They also got Miami linebacker 
Shaquille Quarterman um, late in the draft. Auburn safety, Daniel Thomas. Um, I, I think they did pretty well for themselves. I like Jacksonville's picks. Super Bowl champion Chiefs got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back out of LSU. And Eminem, I thought of you when they made this pick because <laughs> Andy Andy Reid is looking for another like Brian Westbrook type, and he may have oh, yeah. an Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, but uh, uh, not only Westbrook, even, even going back a little bit further than that, man, with uh. When we had uh, Garner and Deuce Daly there too, they they played similar. Just Westbrook was, you know, ended up being a better, had the better career. But yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it's just like that's 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 Andy all the way. And then what's funny about it, if um, if y'all ever remember, because he he played in the NFL, but he wasn't that good with uh, the Bengals or whatever. But when Enemy was a star in Colorado, man, you know, other than the the uh, uh, in the past, other than the pass game, but nobody wasn't really passing. Then his explosiveness, yeah. running the um, inside gaps, almost identical. You know, so yeah, I, I I think that man, that might shit, that might uh, man, we might be looking at the start of a damn. Well, now nah, I ain't gonna give them the dynasty because they got to go through the NFC. But in the AFC, it's gonna be rough. I hate it for the AFC teams because that that right there, man, that just like damn, you know. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's like, yeah, it's just yeah, me. It's, I would have took Swift or, or Taylor. Well, I mean, no, man, when but, I saw him draft Hilaire, well, none of them you want. Hilaire. But Hilaire, he just yeah. fits. He he fits what I know Andy want to do with him. You know, a perfect check down, and with his with the with the dude's running style, with his running style. He can be that back. It don't have to be that back. Swift is too good. Swift, yeah. you got to get this motherfucker the ball like twenty, twenty-five times. Hilaire, he can be that guy that you know. He can split you know, with Damian Williams. Yeah, exactly. He can he can do as mm-hmm. needed. We just trying to win the game, and he ain't gonna have no problem with that. That's why I think it fits Andy perfect. Okay. They also got oh, yeah, linebacker Willie Gay out of Mississippi State. He's a he's a nut. Oh yeah. But he's very oh, talented. Gay, man. He's just mm-hmm. he he could yeah, be the next He got to get his head stuff. together. <laughs> he got to get his head together, but he a beast though when he's straight. Hey. If he stays straight, hey man, yeah. he just he just had some academic trouble. Didn't he? I ain't think he did nothing else. Ah, uh, nah, it's, so, it's other stuff he, he done did too. The devil he made he'll, the circle. Yeah, he'll get some personal major problems. Yeah, yeah, he'll get he'll, yeah, yeah, he'll drop. He got swept on the rug, everything. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So now we move on to Rays, Las Vegas Raiders. Surprised everybody, at least in my opinion, by not by taking a receiver because I knew they were going to take one, but they took Henry Ruggs first um, out of Alabama. And Ray, you're happy with the pick? You like Ruggs better than Judy and Lamb? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to me, it was going three different ways. Some people would say Lamb, some people would say Ruggs, some people would say Jared Judy, but Ruggs to me, is just as good of a route runner, and he has the speed to get over it. You realize this guy caught 98 balls and scored 24 times. That's 25% of the time he went for a touchdown. And you ain't got to, to just look at the film. He got a hit of an athlete, hell of a ball player. I mean, I watched his whole story for 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 the last couple of months. And the thing about it is, is 
when you're an athlete, that means you can adjust and you can do different things. And Lee Ruggs was just the better player. Now, C.D. Lamb, he too much like Tyrell Williams. So you'd had two receivers similar to the same. I believe Lamb is going to be a very good receiver. But I think if you want somebody that has all the ability Tyree Hill has and the speed, he doesn't drop balls, and this is what Nick Saban them saying. See, everybody look at stats and all that too much. Just like Josh Jacobs, when he come there, he had 640 yards his senior year, and he still went first round. And everybody, oh, you don't take a running back, you don't do this and that. The guy had 1,150 yards and missed three games. So Ruggs, to me, was the best receiver in the, in, in the draft, and I'm glad we got him. Now, we get we moving on to the second pick, then, you know, Damon Arnett. Well, real quick, let me, let me check the other guys, oh. see what they got to say about mm-hmm. Ruggs. Well, I think it fits the Raiders what they probably want to do. But uh, I still want to took, took uh, 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 nobody over Lamb, even though I think Jefferson is going to have the best career out of everybody because I think he a clone between Anquan Bolden and, uh, and uh, damn, Larry Fitzgerald. No, he too small to be that, ain't he? <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about what his like, like kind of like w- w- career-wise, like, like when Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, I know we're not talking about Larry Fitzgerald, but when Larry Fitzgerald first got to league, a lot of people, including me, had no idea he was gonna have the kind of career he had. And I think Jefferson gonna be that type of guy, that type of player. Hey, and the reason why I mentioned the Anquan because he's tough. He don't mind taking that shit. In, in, yeah. in tough in tough windows, he will be there. He's not gonna he's not gonna flinch. Yeah, he almost died doing it though. Well, like, I mean, he, yeah, like uh-huh. like that. He tough. But I just so, say that right. real quick. Henry Ruggs right. is my first choice, but my second would have been T T Higgins. Okay, I like T Higgins too. I think he's solid. Um. I don't know. I think only time would tell as far as they made the right decision. But I know, I know y'all had to have someone to um, replace what you thought would have been Antonio Brown last year, and uh, yeah. you know, Ruggs is definitely capable. I, I think anyone from I Higgins mean, to I Judy mean, to to oh, Lamb yeah. to Ruggs all could, of all of them are what they one needed the best in I ever seen. So, all right, second round, second pick was Damon Arnett out of Ohio State. It was first round pick actually at number nineteen, yeah. uh, and then running back Lynn Bowden out of Kentucky at number eighty, which I think was a great all pick purpose. Up. Yeah, I think he was a great pickup. And but talk about Arnett because now as a Michigan fan, I saw those Ohio State DBs. I don't like any of them. Okay, but Arnett wasn't as high on the list for most people. So what do you think the Raiders saw in Arnett that um, some of the other quote-unquote experts didn't see? Well, when we started the draft, we were supposed to get C.J. Henderson first, but he went off the board faster than he thought he was going to go off the board. Then they was going to probably move on to A.J. Terrell, who be like eclipsing guys, and they was high on him. Him and um, Trayvon Mullen played together and everything like that, so 
once he went off the board, they had to get another corner. Now, if it was me, I would have probably went uh, Diggs or either uh, or maybe Fulton or something like that. But Damon Arnett had a very good season. The guy played all year with a broken hand. Now, when you run a full five, see, people drop you off of shit like that. We want to talk about what the man doing on the field. Even Jeff Okuda said he don't know why they don't have two first-round corners before the draft. Now, the guy played well, broken hand. He played opposite Okuda and the other corner. I forget what his name. He's going to be first-round next year. And, you know, he was the third guy. Now, I wouldn't have took him at 19, but if you believe that's your guy, you take him. I would probably took two corners before I would have took him. But he mm-hmm. was, what, number 50 or 60 or wherever they had him rated. But this is what I don't understand. This this Noah guy that got picked in the back of the first round, I mean, he ranked number 100. Ain't nobody say nothing about that. So, you know, I, I hope he does well. But we got another corner that's going to sit all these guys on the bench in the draft. So, you know, Okay, you talking about um, I'm, Amit Robinson? Yeah, Louisiana Tech. Oh yeah. Okay. Slot corner. See, they you got they got to pay attention to. They you know the guy small this and that. When a guy first team All American, you got to pay attention to that. And the guy got the right attitude to know how to play the game. And man, I was so excited because I was hoping they didn't pick him. I was hoping they didn't pick him. And, man, they fooled around there, and, and we picked them. I said, all right, because I was waiting on them. And because I was waiting on Zach Moss as well, and then the Bills took him. And I was like, oh, okay, well, a few picks before he got to us. So, yeah. Uh, but we this guy played at, at, at Ohio State, and he played big-time competition. He played with big-time players on his defense and secondary. I said, hey, we give him a shot and see what he got. Now me, I would have took, but but if the corners was gone, I would have went later around and got a corner, like Bryce Hall and guys like that. They sat on to the fifth, sixth round. I would have took Patrick Queen with that pick and linebacker because you're gonna have to follow over the mm-hmm. field. You have to hit somebody. All these running backs they got, but I do like the corner pick. I just hope he does well. I believe he will. Okay, and um, I think y'all had a pretty good draft. Uh, like I said, the the experts oh, yeah, really weren't awesome. happy about it, but I think you got what you what you needed. And um, wide receiver no. Brian Edwards yeah. out of South Carolina, Tanner Muse, linebacker mm-hmm. out of Clemson, yeah. John Simpson, offensive guard out of Clemson, and then I meet Robinson. Another first so team All American, especially on day three. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. The LA Chargers. Justin Herbert appears to be the guy. Corey, let me go back to you, man. Justin Herbert out of Oregon, number six pick overall, and he's coming in behind Tyrod Taylor. Do you, um, Corey? Do you have any confidence in Tyrod Taylor? Can he hold this job for the entire season, or you think that um, he's going to give way to Justin Herbert? Honestly, for me, I thought that he didn't really get a proper chance when he was in Cleveland. I think Tyrod is more than capable of leading a, a football team if he just gets the opportunity. I mean, a lot of teams will keep on passing him up. But I think he um, has the ability to lead um, the Chargers. But for for me, when they drafted Herbert, I was like, you know, kind of surprised that they drafted Herbert with that pick because 
I thought maybe they would, you know, win another route, but I, you know, for me, I didn't think they were going to draft a, a quarterback, and they had Tyrod, or they you know, had other uh, free agents out there that could have signed. Like I thought maybe, you know, possibly, you know, I heard Cam could have been, you know, some uh, a free agent pick they they, they could sign, but for them to draft a quarterback and they had Tyrod, I was really um, confused by that pick. Okay. And, yeah, Cam is still without a job. I mean, Jameis Winston is on the verge of being a New Orleans Saint, and um, Cam is still out there, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, they also got linebacker Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Great pick. Um, And UCLA running back Joshua Kelly. And I wasn't too familiar with him, but he looked good in the highlights, which I guess they all do, but he really looked good in the highlights. I think the Chargers did pretty well. And moving on to the Rams. Cam Akers, I'm kind of biased. He's from um, two towns over from Clinton, Clinton, Mississippi. I got to see him play in high school. Uh, Running back out of Florida State, great pickup for them, I think. And um, the second round, they got Florida wide receiver Van Jefferson. I think he's going to be special. And Alabama linebacker Terrell Lewis, number 84, was their pick. Rams went a lot of defense, and um, I think they did pretty well. And the Dolphins. All right, Tua Tagovailoa, number five overall quarterback. Uh, Do anybody, I mean, not like the pick? Does everyone think that Tua can be the man, or is there somebody that says that um, you would have left him alone? Tua should have probably got drafted higher than what he did. Yeah, he should have. I mean, I thought thought Miami did a fantastic job with the draft with all the picks that they had. They got exactly what they needed. But Tua – I mean, first of all, it was remarkable that the guy, I mean, has, has healed as quick as he did. And um, he's out there, you know, doing the fast twitch type stuff and getting, you know, he looks really good so far in the practices that I've seen him in. Um, this is a great pickup. They had not had anybody really good at quarterback there since Dan Marino. I mean, there's been some flashes with other quarterbacks that have been there. Um, but Ryan Fitzmagic. Yep. Oh, yeah, right. But um, I just think that. I'll keep sleeping on Tannehill, too. (laughs) Tannehill was good. It's just they didn't give him a chance. And you see what he's doing up there in Tennessee. That was the most recent one they had since 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 Dan Marino. So, but now with Tua, the offensive line, you know, they did get an offensive lineman in the second round, Austin Jackson, out of USC, pretty decent cornerback out of, you know, out of Auburn was pretty decent, too. I mean, they drafted some defense. They got Hunt in the second round as well on the line. So, they got some protection for Tua. Um, and they they drafted defense because they had a fire sale last year. You know, they needed safeties and, and D-linemen and things of that nature because they pretty much got rid of everybody. Um, but um, I, the only pick that I have a problem with as far as the Dolphins go is that damn long snapper. That was somebody they did not need. I'm not sure why they drafted that guy to LSU. But <laughs> man, you got to have a good long snapper. Hey, man, who then who is they long, who is they long snapper that they don't need him? <laughs> it's not it's not a sexy position, but man, it's important. It's important, but I mean, when uh, you have a fire sale like the Dolphins had last year, you just got to do a little. I mean, you, that's somebody you pick up in the you know. In the undrafted free agents. I don't know I'm if you spend a six-round pick on somebody like that. 
Buck, Buck ain't no for the long snapper, but I'm so tickled right now. Man, they had oh, so many baby, pictures. LA it was a luxury at that point, Buck. <laughs> oh, boy, that's funny. They got offensive tackle Austin Jackson with the 18th pick out of USC. And Auburn cornerback Noah Benojay, something like that, and was number 30. So three first-round picks, and they went quarterback, offensive tackle, and defensive back. And then they got another offensive tackle early in the second round. Plus they got Raekwon Davis out of Meridian, Mississippi, um, Alabama defensive tackle. He's going to be the truth. So um, I think they made out all right. I think the Dolphins did pretty well. Now, a team that I really thought hit on a lot of picks, at least as far as some of the names they picked, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson, number 22 overall. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be really nice. TCU cornerback Jeff Gladney, he was picked number 31 overall. Mm -hmm. And Boise State offensive tackle Mm -hmm. Ezra Cleveland. Um, Mm -hmm. State cornerback... Cameron Dantzler, I liked him. I thought that was a nice pick at number 89. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, very good. They went heavy oh, on defense. Yeah, they went heavy on defense. They had so many picks. I don't even know where they got these picks from. Was there a reverse Herschel Walker trade or something? Um, <laughs> they got defensive tackle, linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver, offensive tackle, safety. Josh Metellus out of Michigan. I like that guy. Defensive end, quarterback, Nate Stanley out of Iowa. He's not bad. Safety, Brian Cole, the second out of Mississippi State. Offensive guard, they had a lot of picks, and, man, they did so much. So we'll see if they can help Kirk, my favorite cousins, out. All right, New the Patriots did not pick a quarterback. I just want to discuss that right there. They did not pick a quarterback. How does everybody feel about that? Were they surprised, or do you think – that he's going to ride with Stidham, or maybe he does want Cam Newton. No. I don't think it's a fit. No, nah, I think they're going to get Andy, Andy oh, Dalton. Cam. Yeah, that got to be Dalton. I see it, yeah. Say that, Cam, for me. They're going to get Andy Dalton. You see, one thing about Cam Newton is he has to be completely healthy, and he's not accurate. And you need an accurate quarterback to go down the field. See, they throw Cam Newton's name out there. Cam Newton, everybody think about what he was five years ago. I mean, not being accurate, ain't play, haven't played in a year. If it was me, I would take Andy Dalton over Cam Newton because I believe Andy Dalton is in the right system. He can really shine. Red Rifle get hot. He's just as hot as anybody. But we'll see. Friendly contract, $17 million. Today, that's a bargain. So, I think that's the direction they're going in, but we we will see. Well, one thing, um, one thing I can say about the Patriots is like you know when you, when I look at their picks, these guys they aren't they they're really not big names, you know. But the Patriots don't draft necessarily for names; they draft for who they think can fit their system. Like you know, I saw Michigan linebacker Josh Uche play. And he's not a bad linebacker, I, and but I could think of other linebackers I would have taken over him. But he does fit what the Patriots like to do, which is have you play all over the the field. Okay. You know, and I don't know anything about Cal Duggar, the safety from Lenore Ryan. I don't even know what Lenore Ryan is. You know, not to say he's oh, not yeah. a good player. I just don't know anything about him. 
This kid can play. That's a small okay. school he's coming out of, but this kid can play. He okay. could have been a first rounder, but, and nobody would have said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got some. Uh, yeah, he's a, a, a pure athlete, and he's good on special teams, too. But uh, what I want to say about the Patriots, right quick, is everything they did was typical, you know, Patriot way and all that stuff. But the asterisk this year is like, hey, Brady ain't there no more. And for the first time in years, um, on paper anyway, the fucking division just got a lot better, com- more competitive than what it was. And your, the rivals way. in the AFC, the defending champs is in the AFC, you know, um, a lot of other teams got better. So if you think that you can, even if you bring Andy Dalton, which I think is a great fit for the system, if Tom Brady couldn't make it work with some of the guys he had around him, then, I mean, I don't see Andy Dalton getting them over the hump to beat, you know, even the top ten teams in the AFC this year. So we'll see, though, you know. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I, I mean, think the rubber won't hit the road on Bill Check ass this year, though, because Brady is gone. So, they, no, uh, but, but the thing too. about it is Brady hadn't been the same in the last year or two, and he got all the horses around him now. He pulled LeBron James, what he actually did, but being yeah. that he got six rings in okay. one place, you really can't say that. But Right, but I the thing about what, it is nobody's coming to New England that's even close to Tom Brady. Trust me, even though he's not, he wasn't in his prime. I'll give you that. The last couple of years he wasn't. Hmm. The Brady of maybe five years ago, but he's still better than shit. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the quarterbacks they got up there. They're not gonna win, and they damn sure ain't finna make a run. They're not. Even, they're not gonna even get out of the AFC, let alone the Super Bowl. Cause now you gotta beat hey. Mahomes. The Texans still yeah. gonna be competitive. The Ravens but, still gonna be competitive. But, Pittsburgh probably gonna be on but, the rebound. But but I mean, but this this is what I'm saying. More so than it being about the Patriots. Now, oh, y'all got to pay me. Y'all got to do this. Y'all got to do that. See, he talked his way up out of here because he know Lamar Jackson coming. He know he can't get around Pat Mahomes. He know it's over. But, hey, if he go to another team where they loaded with wide receivers and tight ends and everything else, now it looks different. But one thing everybody is forgetting, if they go up against San Francisco, San Francisco got them horses up front to make him tuck his tail. And you watch what I tell you. I don't give a shit if they go 15 I mean, and 0. They well, need look, San Francisco, I, I it's going to be I, a problem. Right. But but I wasn't saying what I was saying to talk about Brady. I'm talking about yeah. the New England Patriots as a team. They they look like they fucking up to me. I don't see them. Yeah. I mean, damn. I hey, mean, like I say, I don't. They, they, they look like that last year. Except they, they had, had Tom Brady, Brady. They almost Brady. coming off. They almost coming off like Jerry Krause. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no. they picked uh, two tight ends, and and they put took a kicker with 159th pick, and so they, like I said, I have no idea who these people are for the most part, but you can never deny now. what they've done in the past. So, and yeah. did out, yeah, but see, the, too. but see, they got it, it, the, the landscape is totally different now. See, like I say, now your 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 division done got more competitive. And it don't. I'm not saying that saying they won't win a division, but it's more competitive, which means now you're gonna split some games at least once. So you're not gonna have the number one. You're not gonna have home field advantage. If they can't win. They don't have home field advantage. They never have. Um, then if they manage to make it to the playoffs, it's, it's probably gonna be damn near one and done. 
Hey, we'll, well, we'll, we'll see what direction they're going. It is, it is also a rumor that they may tank for Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't really see them doing that, but it's a possibility. Yeah, I can't see them tanking. I can't see them tanking, but no, man, they'll find a way to. No. They got so many picks, they probably could get them because they acquire picks so easily. All right, the New Orleans nah, Saints. Cleveland, Cleveland going to uh, get him. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints uh, center, he's <laughs> a Ruiz out of Michigan. Um, he's solid. He's going to probably play guard. That's who that one uh, should have got. So, and, you know, I think if he would have been in the second round, I could see them getting him. But at 17, I don't I don't know. If you take a center, I don't know. I mean, especially if you got Joe Looney, who played when um, Zach Martin was out. So, I don't know. I, I like, if they would have picked him, I can't say I would have just been mad, but I don't know about 17. I would have rather had Lamb out of the two. Hey, I tell you, you remember what happened when y'all drafted Travis Frederick? Everybody and their mama had a baby. Oh, they reached. Oh, they did this. They did that. Cowboys yeah. picked them. And yeah, the rest I of mean, history. sometimes you got to make those decisions. They ain't sexy. Sometimes you got to make them. So they got linebacker Zach Bond yeah. out of Wisconsin. He's a solid linebacker. Dayton tiny and Adam Troutman. And Mississippi State quarterback Tommy Stevens was pick number 240. Mm. And let me say for you, oh, yeah. say to you, to everyone who doesn't know, he is trash. Tommy Stevens does <laughs> not have to be drafted by anybody in the NFL. That man could not keep his job in Mississippi State. And um, I imagine that he won't be there long enough to um, to even like you know get his own T-shirt before they cut him. No, yeah. I mean, no, he was well, I, 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 I don't think they're gonna have him playing quarterback. Anytime you got a name like Thomas Stevens, anytime your name yeah. is Thomas yeah. Stevens, you know you garbage. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're gonna have him playing quarterback though, Q. What do you think no, they're gonna have him playing? They didn't draft him. I think they're gonna have him playing tight end. Quarterback name. Okay, if they're looking for another Taysom Hill, then maybe he's the guy. Yeah, but I think that's what they're yeah. yeah. At quarterback? Is he, is yeah. he big and fast? And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he wants to miss him. Was he going to start quarterback this year? Because I thought Fitzgerald was a quarterback. Nah, he he did. He lost his, his job to Fitzgerald. He's a big guy. He's 6'5", mm-hmm. 235. Yeah. yeah. He hard to bring down. And he's fast like that? Yeah, but, but see, if, like if I say, had, when they drafted him, they're they not drafting him to be a quarterback, though. They're not drafting him to be a quarterback. No, I'm not at all. As a matter of fact, on the interviews. But they, they, had to list, yeah. they had to list him in that because that's what he was. But, but you know, if he makes the roster, mm-hmm. he's going to be probably tight end. Okay. Well, that makes mm-hmm. sense because if if you stood him on a 35-yard line and told him to throw him through the uprights, he's going to oh, hit he, a power. Man, he's garbage as a quarterback. And I, I love, uh, yeah. you know, strong quarterback, athletic quarterback. I mean, but he's – you know, he's – nah, but he hard to bring down. That motherfucker hard to bring down, man. <laughs> Y'all keep oh, yeah, saying man. that. I'm going to go to the highlights. <laughs> yeah, but in his interviews, in, in, in all the interviews – I don't that care who they so play, Alabama, Auburn, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. All right, matter. so let's move on to the, to the New York Giants. And, Corey, you're an NFC East guy being a Cowboys fan and all. The Giants got offensive tackle Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, number four overall, solid. Safety, Xavier McKinney, number 36 overall out of Alabama. Solid. Um, I'm not familiar with offensive tackle Matt Perch out of Connecticut, but he seems to be touted pretty well. Um, did the Giants do anything that, you know, kind of get you 
Raise your eyebrow a little bit as a Cowboys fan. Not really. I don't see anything that they have over there that we should be concerned with. They got our leftovers and Jason Garrett over there, and we already know what he's about. <laughs> uh, um, and I'm not really sold on that 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 um, the head coach because he was just a special team coach for New England. So I really don't see them really doing anything, you know, outside of what they did last year. I don't see they made any improvements on either side of the ball. Okay. Okay. They definitely have to get that offensive line right. And I think that Andrew Thomas is a big step towards that of helping and Matt Pert helping that offensive line and getting two tackles. And Xavier McKinney's a reputable safety. He's a good safety. So um, is it enough? I don't know, but it's definitely something that's going to get them heading in the right direction, it, it appears. They also picked up a couple of linebackers and cornerbacks later in the draft, too. Out of Penn State and Georgia, and so they got some big schools, you know, big school players, Power Five players. Whether they translate or not, we'll see. The JETS 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 offensive tackle Makai Becton, number eleven overall out of Louisville. That dude's a tree trunk. Uh, I like to pick wide receiver Denzel Mims out of Baylor at fifty nine, and they got safety Ashton Davis. Out of Cal and number sixty-eight Jabari Zuniga out of a defensive end out of Florida, um, and running back Michael Perrin out of Florida is going to be pretty solid too. Oh yeah, um, he cold man. <laughs> yeah, I think he's pretty good. But Denzel Mims, I'm going to talk about Denzel Mims right quick. Can he be the guy that uh, Sam Darnold will now overthrow <laughs> in New York? He no, could be, but I ain't sold anyway. on like everybody um, else is yet. I mean, that dude, I mean, Denzel Mills is a speedster, but at the same time, I mean, you got a quarterback that came down with mono last year. You know, he might overthrow him anyway. So, um, they should have done a little bit more on the offensive line, I think. I mean, they got some good pieces last year in the, in the draft. Not, I mean, before the draft in free agency, but – I, I, one offensive tackle is just not going to be enough. They need something else. You know, you got to build around your workhorse, which is Le'Veon Bell, which they have not done yet. I mean, you got to give him a, 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 a reputable line so he can run, you know, so he can do all that stopping and starting and stuff like that. And, and you got to kind of start with the run, hoping that you can pass later down the road. So I don't think they've done enough. Now, I don't know what they've done during the free agency or anything this year. I mean, but Beckton is a good start. I mean, he is a big dude, but can he pull? Can he trap? Yeah. You know, that. You know, can he pass block? Those, you know, he might be able to do those things, but I just think they should have gotten somebody else, maybe in the third or fourth round on the offensive line. They had two thirds, two fourths, and three or four fourths. So you could you got to pick up somebody, you know, offensive tackle. Well, I guess they did out of um, Cameron Clark out of UNC Charlotte. So. But that's a little bit front, too far down. So we'll see what it does. Hopefully they can solidify that line for Le'Veon. Okay. All right, so we move on to Eminem's Philadelphia Eagles. And um, I will admit they got a couple of receivers I wasn't very happy to see. Uh, Jalen Rager is, is solid, pick number 21 out of TCU. Uh so I like that. I thought they would get, get Justin Jefferson. I'm surprised to see them go Jalen Rager. 
And they got um, later in the draft at 200, they got wide receiver Quez Watkins out of Southern Miss. And he's just a guy that just gets open. He he can get separation. So, um, you know, yeah, that, that's real good for slippery. them. Uh-huh. Yeah. But probably the biggest surprise behind what Green Bay did is that you all took Jalen Hurts at pick oh, number no 53 as your quarterback. Oh, no com- I mean, yeah, it's not yeah, nearly no the same. Yeah, no comparison to Green Bay. Yeah, but no comparison I was to Green Bay. To see him go, go up there. So, what do you yeah, think I about think, that? I think you, it uh, is. Why not? Oh, I, I think, I, I think it was, I think it was great because keep in mind, keep in mind, last year, you know, we still managed to win, the, win the East, and Wins did play all the games without getting hurt. But our damn backups, along with the the whole damn team, pretty much was injured, including Sutterfield. So I think it was great to go ahead and, and I, I, number one, I didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be there because me personally, I think Jalen Hurts was just like just a half hair behind uh, Tonga Tuloa, whatever. But, uh, uh, but you know, they, you know, everybody was start talking about this other boy that uh, Oregon had, Justin, uh, what's his name? So, and the thing is, number one, see, a lot of people just looking at the fact that, okay, it might be some gimmicks and stuff can do with him, stuff like that. That's true. But at the same time, he's a legit number two quarterback, and that's what we needed, a legit number two quarterback. Not necessarily like a situation where somebody's going to be somebody's successor, but more so, hey, Wentz, like I say, Wentz was healthy last year. Well, I take that back. He really wasn't healthy all the games. He just managed to play all the games. And everybody – uh, the whole coaching staff know that, and Sean Payton pretty much gave the competitive teams a blueprint. You get a guy who can play, who can actually come in and keep your season from tanking out. That's what you want. So I thought it was a great move, you know. Versus you know uh, getting Jameis Winston. You know I, I ain't saying we were looking at Jameis Winston, but I knew eventually he was going to have to pretty much go somewhere as a backup. But if I had to choose between the two. Oh hell yeah! I'm taking Hurts all day because number one, he got a strong upside, and he's 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 he will grow into a strong backup for us. Now, somewhere in the future, will he take over the team? I seriously doubt it, but I think it's great for what we need right now because we're ready to win now. It ain't it ain't no just some shit we're trying to do. We're not fucking around like Green Bay, win one Super Bowl and just say okay, well we good with that shit. Everybody trying to win now. You know, we stacked up. I, I really wanted Jefferson, but I'm not – I rigor is, is, is straight. I seen them playing a the bowl game. I forgot who TCU played. And I was like, damn, whoever that kid is, he good. And, you know, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about getting Wallace out of Clemson at safety because we know Jenkins is no longer with us. So I thought that was a, a pick that wasn't going to be there, at least when we got him. I think we got him in the fourth, I think. I didn't think he was going to be there. So – but uh, but Hurts, man, that, to me that was a, just – I know it, it, it caught me off guard, but I wasn't mad about it because I'm just like, you know, yeah, we, we really – we actually need that. We don't we don't have a quality backup. Hey, but let, let me say this because as, as a non-Eagles fan, Jalen Hurts <laughs> is, is the is, – he's steady improving. When he first at Alabama to me, ran the ball too much and all that, but the guy really improved his arm since he became the backup and went to Oklahoma and did his thing up there. 
and he's a guy that lives, eats, and sleep football. He's the kind of kid you want to marry your daughter. He's the kind of guy that's going to show up early, be late. But this is the thing. Coming from winning programs, having a big name, if Wentz gets hurt and that boy come out there and he start throwing that ball, running that ball, and doing some of that Lamar Jackson type of shit, that's going to be a problem for Wentz if they paid him all that money and they got Jalen Hurts in the building. We didn't think that Prescott was going to sit Romo ass on the bench either when they drafted him, but they put him on the bench. Now, don't get me wrong. If he put him on the bench, y'all don't get two first rounds and all this and that for Carson Wentz. But to pick that guy there, that's dangerous for the quarterback. Now, you tell me how that's different than them getting Jordan Love because the what? guy is actually a threat to put him I, on the bench. What? what? Not well, the reason why, because we, we actually needed we actually needed somebody. We really didn't have a backup. Like, legitimately, yeah. we didn't have a, a good backup. Yeah. So you what I'm saying is, you only listen to the scenario, though. We are a team that's, that's playing right now, that's winning now, that's, that's, that's not rebuilding and all that stuff. So when, you, when you're that type of team, you have to – invest in a quality backup to keep your season float. So that's why I thought it was a good move, because of that fact specifically, you know, other than just getting, you know, Cam or somebody, and then it really been some shit. Because then, okay. uh, with that same scenario, shit, he get in there, and somebody who already done, you know, had a lot of success and stuff like that, then it'll really get some stuff going. But I, I think with Hurts, I don't think it'll be to that magnitude unless it's just, you know, unless it just wow. kind of get out of hand. Well, yeah, I, was, I think it's really early. He had a third round grade on him. So I, I honestly think it's a worse situation. Something. Go ahead. I think it's a worse situation than the Green Bay situation because you got a 27 year old quarterback that you just paid all that money, and you got a um, um, a backup quarterback that could possibly you know knock you out. Um, within that first season, if he if he goes down, he's a quarterback that can probably uh, start right out the box with his intangibles and his um, the way he play and the way the league is now. Just like he said about him going out there and uh, pulling that Lamar Jackson stuff. You know, just if he get out there and he start playing, you know, really well, you just pay that a twenty seven year old quarterback, you know, all that money for nothing. Yeah, but somebody with interest. See, that's the thing. Wentz, other than last season. Other than last season, he did finish all 16 games. But like I say, there there was a need for a quality backup because, like I say, he he gets he's injury prone. I'm just glad he didn't get hurt last year to the point where he couldn't play. But he's injury prone. is is different than bringing like okay, Love is a great pick, but to get Love and no receivers and all that, that's just sending a message like, hey man, we ready to move on because you were 13 and three and you only threw four interceptions. Our situation is totally different. This is addressing a need, a quality backup quarterback. For a starting quarterback who, you know, in, for the most part is, is injury prone and multiple injury prone. Y'all could have picked up Brandon Whedon and been done with it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> I say will that. say this, though. <laughs> I will say this. I think it's ironic <laughs> that the Eagles pick a quarterback um, – you know, the Eagles have a quarterback who gets injured all the time, and his backup, his last name is Hurts. I just think that's kind of our wow. <laughs> But All I right, know, right, let's move on to the Bucks pittsburgh Steelers. 
They got Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, wide receiver in the second round, solid pick. UNC Charlotte linebacker Alex Highsmith at 102. That addresses a need. I think um, the best part of day two was Anthony McFarland, um, the running back out of Maryland. Don't know if he's related to Booger McFarland because Anthony McFarland is a junior. No, he is not. Okay, not. that's good. His, his fingers look yeah, straight. Yeah, I looked so I it up. He's he not. All right. So you got him, which gives the Steelers a little speed at running back, something they need. Offensive guard, Kevin Dotson, who could probably be a starter at some point. Uh, safety, Antoine Brooks out of Maryland. And Carlos Davis, solid nose tackle out of Nebraska. So, Buck, I think y'all did pretty well. What do you think about your draft? Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the draft. I, I, I really love the Chase Claypool pick. We needed a big wide receiver. I've never been a fan of small receivers. I mean, I know Antonio Brown was small, five ten, but you know you got to have you got to have some height for a tall quarterback. So um, you know, I really like the pick of Chase Claypool, and I think I mean I know he's solid, but I think it's somebody. I, I just don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is a, a is a number one. He's better at number two. So I know Chase is picked in the second round, but I think this is a guy that could actually challenge challenge Juju and might take his spot and put him back at number two. I mean, I think he's good. He's good Brown enough to do tried that. to tell so, you all that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I like the Highsmith pick. Um, we definitely need somebody. I know we. I know that uh, Dupree already signed his, um, you know, he signed the, the tag. So, you know, Highsmith is, is a kid that could possibly come in, you know, if, you know, we don't come, come up with some sort of contract to get Dupree signed. They could, you know, plug and play. I mean, we, we have a knack for finding good linebackers. Uh, Carlos Davis in the seventh round was really good because we lost Jay Wobble to the Eagles. So that was a good pick, even though I think Alulu will probably end up picking up the no tackle position, or, you know, this year. But Carlos Davis is somebody they can put in there and eventually take that job. So I think we did a good job, you know, picking up who we need within the supplemental draft. We got some other guys too, but. I think we did good. We did need some speed at running back, and just you know, running backs are a dime a dozen. You got to have a good. You got to have a good stable running back. We got a bunch of big ones, but we needed some speed. Somebody that could probably you know put. I wouldn't bring him in on third down because he's a little on the small side, but I would bring him in on second down and you know pull a trap trap block you know, or something like that and shoot him to the outside and try to get him you know get him to the corner and get him down the sideline. That's the kind of guy McFarland might be for us, you know. That can, hey, you know, hey, get us. Hey, Buck, actually, Texas defense is running backs a dime a dozen. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I just think we did pretty good with the, the amount of picks that we had. Um, it was kind of strange seeing us not in the first round because I think it's been a long time since we've been not in the first round. But we got we got six picks, yeah. and I think we did good with the six that we got. And um, I didn't think we did too bad in those free agents that we signed the next day. Hey. We mostly got on defense. Uh, but, hey, so but, look, is Ben straight or what? Though, he, he good? Uh, we're, I'm going to say the same thing that, that Kevin Colbert said. We're good at, with everybody we got at quarterback. Big Ben has been good. He's checked all the boxes um, so far. Uh, everything's good with Ben. There has not been any sex, setbacks. Um, he's getting in shape, passing. He's doing real good. Um, Big Ben's back. I think he'll be fine. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm really happy. I know a lot of people are trying to say Cam coming to Pittsburgh too. There's been a lot of rumors about Cam coming to Pittsburgh, but you know, since he's not picked, since he's the only quarterback out there that hasn't been picked up yet, there's of any you know that has a you know big name or whatnot. Mm. You know, it wouldn't be a I would not be mad if we picked him up because our offensive line is decent. Um, you know, Big Ben usually gets it. You know, is out of a game, kind of like the Eagles scenario. Um, you know, he might miss a game or two. Or get you know go in the locker room and come nah, back out. Cam ain't ass, riding no so. bench. Hey. Cam ain't riding no bench. Hey, I know. But, but you gotta you gotta say this too, bro. See, you said y'all had six picks, but you gotta include the first round pick because Mika Fitzpatrick was better than anybody so, y'all yeah. would have got with that pick, and he was second, first team all through. So you add I, that to the draft, y'all had a hell of a draft. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, that's what. Kevin Colbert uh, made mention when we were starting to talk about the pitch this year. I mean, our secondary is solid. We probably got one of the best secondaries in the league now with Mika back there, and our corners are good. You know, you know, we got some nice veterans out there that still got a lot of, a lot of, you know, gas left in the tank, and and we're good at safety and free safety. So uh, I'm really happy with the pitch we had, and uh, you know, just looking forward. Hopefully, we can have a season. You know, with all this crap going on, we'll see what happens. But, you know, we'll – I think we did good. All right. I think we really did good. We'll move on. Got four teams left. San Francisco 49ers did all kinds of stuff. Boy, they were all over the place. But they did draft defensive tackle Javon Kenlaw out of South Carolina. They surprised a lot of people and taking Arizona State wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. I think the guy can play. He played under Herman Edwards. I think he's a pretty good receiver, and he's going to be solid. West Virginia offensive tackle Colton McKibbitts was a third pick. And in the process, they also got Trent Williams from the Redskins for a fifth-round pick this year and a 2021 third-round pick. So Trent Williams is going to take over for Joe Staley, who's going to be retiring. And, yeah, yeah, because the Redskins had to get rid of him. And so I think the 49ers did very well, man. They still going to get after people. Um, get oh, they, the they did great because I'm glad we got uh, Marquise Goodwin. So. <laughs> yeah, they uh, traded Marquise fast Goodwin. As hell. So. Yeah, so the Eagles got like 17 receivers on the roster. And hopefully <laughs> um, maybe y'all can have find two or three of them that can actually catch. So, yeah, yeah. All right, now, don't so. think about don't say you got Cooper. Don't say nothing about catching now. <laughs> man, I ain't going to lie, man. With our defensive backfield, I, I do not want to see the Eagles receivers this year. But, mm-hmm. all right, so Seattle, linebacker Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech, T- Tennessee defensive end Daryl Taylor, number, seven, number 48, excuse me, pick number 48, LSU guard, off, offensive guard um, Damian Lewis, and so they had a Jackson. solid draft. They had a solid draft. Jackson. They didn't really. <laughs> they didn't really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. He is from Canton, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, there were, a lot, by the way, there were a lot of Mississippians in the draft. A lot of Mississippians. But um, so I think Seattle did okay. They kind of got like a little lunch pail draft. Nothing that's going to wow you. And Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, Tampa Bay. I gotta say Tampa Bay, don't it? that. I'm, I think I'm obligated to say Tampa Bay. Um, offensive tackle. You mean New England Christian Bay? <laughs> <laughs> out of Iowa. 
uh, 13th overall pick. So that's going to be Tom Brady's protection on the left side. I like this pick, safety Antoine Winfield out of Minnesota. Uh, dad used to play for the Vikings back in the day. If I'm Wait, where did Antoine Winfield play? Was it the Vikings or? Yeah. yeah. I think he played for the Vikings the back Vikings. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Number so, uh, oh, yeah. that boy yeah, he was a very good Yeah, he was. And uh, played like 12, 13 years, didn't he? And uh, they got running back yep. Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt, uh, Minnesota receiver Tyler Johnson. And I think Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay did pretty well with them themselves. I don't think they did all that great, you know, like day three or anything. But, you know, to get the, the tackle – and to get the safety that they got, I, I think that was pretty good. And Keyshawn Vaughn, he can win that starting job down there in Tampa. I'm trying to think who their running back is. It was uh, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. Okay, Ronald Jones was pretty Ronald. solid at one point, but I don't. I wouldn't pick him on no nah, fantasy team. He ain't Tampa Bay running back first round point. pick. Nah. So that's what we're talking about. With, what Tom Brady's going to have to work with, and you know, of course, they're supposed to be getting Gronk. Out of retirement, and uh, I mean, Randy Moss <laughs> might come out of retirement and play with him too. So, <laughs> hey, if I was the Patriots, he would have been as as old as uh, Al Michaels before I let him play, because he wouldn't have got treated <laughs> if it was me. Talking about you gonna retire and clown around this net, and you gonna let Brady bring you back? Tell you what, mm-hmm. if they would have gave me a boatload of picks. Or he wouldn't have played. He didn't know fourth and seven and all that. What is it, seven-round pick or something? They just let him go. I'm going to let him go nowhere. Barry Sanders mm-hmm. is my favorite player ever. But the Lions told him he's going to play for us or he ain't going to play for nobody. And they <laughs> meant that. And he retired. Yeah, he did too. He retired on them. All right. Uh, two more. The Tennessee Titans. Georgia offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson at number 29. LSU cornerback Christian Fulton, a solid, number 61. It's a great pickup there. Appalachian State running back Darrington Evans, at pick number 93. They also got a quarterback late in the draft, Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald. You know how they do it in Hawaii. They just sling that thing around. So um, he could be a good backup to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and lastly, the Washington Redskins. Ohio State edge rusher Chase Young at number two. Memphis running back Antonio Gibson. Memphis is turning into a running back factory every oh, year. They're oh, yeah, Gibson, back. man. He, he could tote that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've LSU seen him play a couple times. I, I hope so. Daryl Henderson showed us nothing. Sadiq Charles, another Mississippian out of, you know, LSU. Mm-hmm. And um, so – Corey, are you worried about the Redskins? Chase Young out there? I mean, he's going to be getting after. Uh, who, who's they got on the other side? Is it Kerrigan? Who's the guy on the other side of defense being? Kerrigan um, and uh, Montez Sweat. Yeah, Sweat. Yeah, Sweat. Mm-hmm. And Sweat, I mean, I think with the, the Cowboys are right now on paper the front runners because, I mean, it's, it's been the NFC least for the last couple of years. It was like, the worst last year, you know, with the with Dallas and the Eagles, it was just an awful sight. Neither one of them deserved to even make it to the playoffs. But with the Redskins and the Giants, oh, I don't think on, neither man. one of them did anything to shake anything up, right? You know, we had the whole team was hurt. They still won the damn NFC championship. 
division did suck, but I just had to throw that in there. So in one life, we was a fully loaded team now. Uh-uh. We'd at least pull three more games, I guarantee. The Cowboys was the better team. Oh, no. Nobody was hurt. And Cowboys underachieved, you know, and, and they're going to underachieve. They totally, they they totally underachieved. They totally underachieved. You know, you Mason got, Garrett's They gone. got talent. Mason Garrett yeah. is gone. Well, we, I, I, I think – I mean, they, now, the only thing that worries me now, I mean, I like Mike McCarthy as a coach, but I just hope you don't get stuck in that 15, 15-play 15 script thing. He's going to have to shake it up a little bit. But – um. I mean, this division is going to be tighter than what everybody thinks because the thing about this whole division, you, I mean, we're not expecting the Redskins or the Giants to do anything, but they got some studs over there that, that really want to win. They're not going to continue to just keep getting y'all, getting their ass whooped. So this division I, might be one of them divisions where they beat up on folks. Uh, I don't look for then, the Giants to be no like, different. I can see the Redskins. They they probably defensively going to improve for sure. Well, you got to make it. I think the Redskins are going to get better. I don't. Yeah, uh, the Giants. Yeah. Maybe one more win than last year, but I, I don't really see the Giants improving that much. It ain't impossible. I get that, but nah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you I got, think the yeah, Redskins I mean, are going to win a lot of ugly games. Don't do not fall asleep on the Redskins. You you got you got a good coach over there now that's going to instill some change. And you got Chase Young, that's a guy that don't like losing. So I mean, if if this if this team can jail, the Redskins might shake make shake things up in this division and, and kind of scare some people. So just keep your eye. They out. may be solid. That's all I'm saying. But Chase Young gonna have to, he gonna have to get used to losing in Washington, at least for for a little bit. But I do think the Ram Bears are gonna can't. get some guys together. I, I think they're gonna be good eventually. He can't play no offense. The offense is a whole other too. Yeah, and, so, and today's yeah, game, today's game so fast-paced, man. You look up, you look up, shit, you so far behind. If your offense is suspect, you you through. And that's going to be their Achilles heel this year. Yeah. So we'll see. But that's pretty much a rundown on the draft, uh, fellas. I mean, I really don't think anybody just had a horrible draft. I think there was so much talent out there this year. And, oh, um, no, man. I, I don't think... Green Bay, Green Bay, I know we're not going to rehash it, but, but okay. I think they without had the even worst talking about the first, I don't think it was Without powerful. even talking about the first round, what did Green Bay do really? Well, no, I take that back. They, they did get the running back. They got the running back, A.J. Dillon. And, and um, that tight end out of Cincinnati is a, is a good tight end. Um, I'm trying to think. Didn't he he I'm trying to think, did he lead was he I don't know. I wanna say he had some type of he led the nation at something. Maybe I'm getting him mixed up with another tight end. But um he was a pretty solid tight end. And uh and then I don't think uh, even though we already talked about Seattle, I think Seattle was just like uh you know, they just a right. step on the green bay. It's just like are y'all trying to win or what, man? You know, you, you can't treat but a guy like it's anybody... gonna be like this forever. If you give them a, you may give them a C, but I don't think anybody got any D's or F's this year. I don't think anybody dropped the ball and just did something stupid or anything. Well, yeah, um, we're looking at it like that. It ain't nothing just outlandish. Uh, yeah. Unless, well, I'll tell you what, but we won't know until the season start. But if, like I, I say, say if anybody, 
If anybody can get bit in the ass, it's going to be New England, depending on, you know, unless they got something up their sleeve for something else. Because right now, just, yeah. yeah. Man, they, they took two yeah, tight ends. the same thing. Sorry, well, who's my tight end? Tight ends, kickers, all that. I'm like, shit, y'all had like my. The long snapper, he who's, did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, who's the tight end got the long snapper to head fuck up <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> Miami man, going like you know, shit, they had a thousand picks. They they could afford it. <laughs> yeah, but I think Minnesota dog had the on, most picks though. That dog on Blake Ferguson. But we yeah. gonna keep an eye on Blake Ferguson. If you don't hear his name, man, then that you boy, know he's a good long There you go. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? Hey, you hey, always hey, question. Y'all like, always, they, they at least they draft him lower in the draft. But my thing was, hey, we drafted Long Snapper a couple of years ago, and he signed a one-year deal. So every once in a while, you find a good Long Snapper, and you know you can, you know, he, he doesn't mind signing one-year deals. So maybe that's the reason why they drafted this guy. Maybe he'll, you know. And then you know, Bucky, I, I, like I say, I don't really know much about the guy, but he might, he might have other things he's pretty good at doing well, too. Let me know? tell you about him. Let me yeah. tell you about him or whatever. So, because this is evidently this is going to be Buck's new Jermichael Finley, the way it sounded. But, <laughs> oh, don't get him started with that, though. <laughs> Shit. No, no, uh, it's not going to be name, that. It's not going to be that. His name is Blake Ferguson. His brother, Reed Ferguson, was a deep snapper for LSU for four years, and Blake was an LSU deep snapper for four years. So, the last eight seasons, Ferguson's have been the deep snapper at LSU. All right. His brother went on to play with the Buffalo Bills. Um, but he's a reliable guy, team captain in 2018, 2019, and he has type 1 diabetes. So we'll throw that in. I don't know what that to do with anything, but it was on here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey, he's been doing uh, it for four years. Football, so, hey, he should be all right. Yeah. So, I mean, so, you say he was type captain? 1 diabetes don't mean you can't play. You, you say he was captain? And, uh. Yeah, it came captain two yeah. years. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so real yeah, quick, before, that we might be all right. up, before we wrap the show up, I, I, I've got to talk about what we've seen so far in this um, Last Dance documentary. Is there anybody that has not watched it? Yeah, I have not so finished it yet. I've been working, but uh, I, I plan on finishing it tonight. <laughs> Okay. Hey, bro, you got to catch up on that. We'll try not to ruin it for you. I'm not necessarily asking for anything specific. But uh, first of all, my first question is, is everybody enjoying it? I mean, not just because we ain't got no sports to watch, but just for the, oh, the documentary, documentary itself. Oh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Man, listen, all, all of it, man, I'm, I'm the, the big MJ fan, number one athlete to me ever so you know I, I remember all this stuff like it was yesterday because the Bulls is my team so you know everything I mean out of 82 games I probably saw 79 of them a year because WGM would put all the games on so it's just like uh, a replay but I'm glad a lot of people was getting a chance to see it and see how basketball was then compared to how it is now, how Jerry Krause fucked the team up and all that. Yeah. So everybody's talking about that 10 and, you know, such and such got 11 and all this and that. Man, them guys could have ran on and and Jordan them could have did it. 
at least two more times had he not retired. And then two more after that if they'd have kept the team together. But, you know, it's sad to see, but all the success that they had, they let one guy mess it up. I just don't understand it. He died with the picture yeah. of somebody having sex with a monkey. I don't know who it was. It had to be Kraus. I had to what? be Ryan Stewart. Had to be Jerry Krause had a picture of somebody <laughs> having sex with a monkey. Damn. No, he had to. Listen, do y'all understand? He got one three in a row, and you say the team is not coming back together no matter what y'all do. You show me anywhere in sports where that's ever happened. And the most famous athlete that ever lived. You show me anywhere that's happened. I will say this, um, and I was talking on um, Corey's podcast earlier, the the Out of Bounds podcast, and um, I was on his show earlier, and we talked about this. And, and Corey, I remember I was telling you that Jerry Krause has to be the only person in the history of sports to have six rings and still get booed in his hometown. I mean, yeah, how, in the world can you go from, how in the world can you go from the genius who put this team together to, to being the, the GOAT who broke it all up? And I don't mean greatest yeah. of all time when I say GOAT. Yeah. See, this is what he did. He felt like he wouldn't get no credit. So in order to get credit, he told Phil he wasn't coming back. He told Scotty he wasn't coming back. He told Rodman he wasn't coming back. But Michael could stay. See, if Michael would have played and didn't have his guys with him and his coach, then they go, they win 45 games. Then he can say, listen, it wasn't Michael after all. It was me. And that's, that's just, I don't understand if you're an owner, how you let that shit happen. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's, it's just a messed up situation, man, because they, they could have won at least at least two more. And, at you know, I know, the, I know Lakers was coming up at that time, but they played Shaq and them. They, they showed it Sunday night, and Shaq and them, they couldn't do nothing with them at that time. And remember, Phil would have been coaching us. They wouldn't have been coaching them. So, I mean, I would just like to see it play out. But, hey, they got six. Everybody going to see why Jordan is the man, especially these little young punks out here. They see what real basketball is all about. And you ain't shifting and moving from one squad to the other. You know, Barkley and them, they took their losses. They could have come over and joined Michael Jordan and stuff. This was today. But mm-hmm. they didn't. They went out with no rings. Reggie Miller went out with no rings. Carl Malone, John Carl Malone. went out with no rings. Yeah. So Carl Malone, he, went no he went to the Lakers. He went to the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And, and he did. Yeah. yeah. He he tried, but he lost. And lost. But now, yeah. So I think uh, the I think the documentary is really good. I think guys under twenty five are seeing that. You know, the NBA was physical. Not not every game was like the Pistons. I don't know if people understand that. Not, the Pistons were on another level. But it was very physical yeah, with were. the hand checking. And, and if you drove in the paint, most of the time you're going to get put on the ground. That's just how it went, especially if you were scoring a lot of points. That's just what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I think there's some players today who would have been been good back in the day. 
Um, I'm not going to discount that. I mean, LeBron had the size to to yeah. survive back then. Now, whether he had the mental toughness or not, we had to see. I mean, because things would have been different. No. You could, if a, if LeBron would have no. played back then, well, see, if LeBron would have played back then, well, hold on, hold on. If he would have played back then, nine times out of ten, he would have gone to college. All right. We don't know what would have developed had he gone to college. Imagine if he would have played for Dean Smith or, or, or John Thompson or you know, somebody like that. He could be a totally different player. He could have been somebody issuing for mm-hmm. More so than what you say, so we can't say what the mm-hmm. mindset would be back then. But um, I, I, I just think a lot of people though are seeing how physical it was, and the whole beef between Jordan and Isaiah. Man, Isaiah to me made himself look worse, um, and it's not necessarily on the documentary, but the day after when he was trying to clean things up with what he said on ESPN about how they didn't shake the Bulls' mm-hmm. hands. Uh, after the final, and after they got eliminated by the Bulls, and he, he kind of came off looking kind of stupid on that one. But uh, yeah. I think Isaiah the bitch he was then. He's he bigger bitch now. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. I, I don't mean, like Isaiah. Isaiah. I mean, yeah, no, Isaiah I don't always try to. He always is soft ass. I mean, he he was soft as a player, and he's soft now. I still think Zeke is an all-time point guard great. Not take that away from him, but um, I think no, that he he's was a good point guard. But I, I wouldn't say all time. He, he's a good point guard. You look at it. Look at his stats. Look at his stats. Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm talking about his game. Damn about his stats. I'm talking about. I ain't say. I ain't saying he's not a whole favorite. But you could name ten that's point guards better than Isaiah Thomas. Out of the top of my head, I could. I I tell you what. So 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 you don't you don't believe that uh Chris Paul is better than Isaiah Thomas? Nope. No. Hell no. Hey, I mean, hey, that's y'all's <laughs> opinion. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the name. I'm not talking about the name. I'm talking about the play. No. no. I do not think he's better than Isaiah yeah. Thomas. I, I mean, I, even though it was a different was position, there's no way in the hell um, Layton should have been the damn on the dream team before Isaiah Thomas. That's fucked up. So, yeah, I mean, but, but, but this is but 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 this is what happens when you get Jordan in the All Star game. You tell the guys not to pass the ball, and he scores seven points. Now when the shoe get on the other foot, he say, "Okay, if y'all put him on here, I'm not playing." So hey, what you gonna do? Jordan was a big star. Them niggas start that whole shit first. So <laughs> what he gonna do? You know, oh man, yeah. I, uh, we all know. Hey, he should have had a place on there. Shaq should have been there instead of Leitner, and Isaiah should have yeah. been there instead of John Stockton. Now we can say that, but yeah, nah, we'll so don't, don't put him on there. He started that. So, yeah, Isaiah, but I, I mean, the Olympics. Is, the is, I mean, that ain't. I mean, it, I mean, this ain't the first or last time players don't like each other. I mean, that's been going on. No. It's just that. But you know, I mean, that's nothing new about that. Points, you can get the ball at all. But what you I'm saying, though, game, you the biggest star. when you're choosing an Olympic team, and at that time, he was, uh, other than Matt, Magic Johnson, nobody was even close to Isaiah Thomas. You know, I, don't have, I mean. I don't have a problem with the beef, though. I, I, I actually like the beef. No, no, I don't have a problem I, with the beef. I, I'm saying, but how do you leave somebody guys, out the Olympics yeah. because you don't like somebody? I mean, I mean I'm saying Chuck Daly was the one sport been picking the players, I thought. Yeah. 
Bill Lambeer still doesn't yeah, like George. Listen. George still doesn't like Isaiah. And I think you need more of that now. These guys are not too friendly to me, man. They got the same agents. They hang yeah. out together and all that stuff. They too friendly to me. I enjoyed the rivalry. That was made made this stuff worth watching. Yeah. I mean, these guys went yeah, together three did. years in a row, and you know, and it played out like a storybook for the for the Bulls for them to finally get over the hump and to not only get past Isaiah, but also you know they pretty much retired Magic Johnson, you know, in the finals or whatever. So I mean, it played out like a storybook, but I, I enjoyed the rivalries back then. To me, that's what made you know, 80s and 90s basketball so great because you had guys that just flat out didn't like each other, you know? And so what and we have the whole – And that's what you need in sport, in all sports. Real quick before, before we shut things down, what about the whole Scottie Pippen thing, man? Could you believe that Scottie Pippen was like the 150 of something salary in the NBA at that time? Uh, that 122. Hey, but he signed a bad the, deal. That's his, that's, that's his own problem. Oh. Man, his deal was horrible. Yeah. What was it like? Eighteen no, million yeah, over seven years. Yeah, he must have had hey, no representation to look over Sean, his stuff. Sean, Sean Kemp yeah, was yeah. worse than that. Twenty-seven, ten years. But man, this, yeah. this is the thing. Right. Jerry had a baby by told the men don't sign the contract because after you but sign, they don't come I, back no more. But the, my thing okay, is, so, you you get a guy like like Scottie Pippen from where he was from, you know he, he got his his uh, his dad had some medical issues, his brother had some medical issues, and he wasn't he really was eighteen million seven seven years. I mean you no. don't have you coming from you signed that deal. No, 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 I mean, no, no, I, I, no, no, I feel no, that, but I mean, you still should have Pippen representation. Had played in the league, I don't know how many years when he signed that contract. Y'all acting like the boy come out the mud. And they they gave him eighteen million dollars. He played in the league five or six years before he signed the contract. Now, if you didn't, you making a million bucks a year, or seven hundred thousand or whatever, you got money. You can afford to think responsibly. You know, this ain't yeah, right. But I'm saying, I, I can't believe he didn't have representation. He should have known better than that. You supposed to have somebody. That was, yeah, that was he that, that, that was a good uh, contract at the time for him. It was just too long. Guys nowadays don't sign no seven year contract. And that, yeah, that was the I thing. think it was a length of the And contract. I don't like how the documentary it, tries to portray yeah. it. They portraying it like, oh, Michael Jordan was making all this money. Michael Jordan never made ninety million dollars in his whole career. The last two years he got paid. That's a fact. Look it up. He was Man. making three and a half million. Jordan was well, making money this. on endorsement deals. And yeah, shoes. yeah. And let me ask you this. This is the last question, that we got to shut this down. Um, when Jordan said that Scotty was being selfish when he waited until the season to have surgery instead of getting it done in the off season and being ready to play for that uh, last dance year, uh, was that fair or foul for him to to say that? You that's know, his, absolutely, that's absolutely fair. That's absolutely foul for him to say that. How's that foul? Listen, if you are on a team and you do not show up for that team and you are under contract and you admit that you sabotaged the season, you foul. I don't give a shit if they was giving him ten dollars a play. <laughs> he signed the contract. Did did he not sign the contract? 
If Dak Prescott do that to y'all right now and say, hey, I'm not going to have ankle surgery because they didn't pay me or something to September 1st or something like that, what would you say? Y'all got all these draft picks and CD Lamb and everybody's supposed to do this, and then y'all ain't got nobody throwing the ball. As a fan, I would be pretty upset. As a teammate, though, I don't think I'd call him out. I don't think I'd yeah, call him out about his teammate. That's a different perspective. Yeah. Like, you know, you, yeah, I'd be mad as a fan, but, like, as a teammate, that's his boy. I mean, you know, outside of basketball. Hold it. You guys are playing for a goal to get a championship. Now, and you are you gonna you gonna stop knowing that you can't play when the season starts because you wanted to, not because you had to. Would you, I mean that it don't get no fouler than that. that then you talking about you not we not talking about today's time. You say well I ain't happy with my money. When he signed the deal, he had slob on both ears. He was so happy. The man <laughs> told him, "Don't sign no seven year deal." The man signed a seven-year deal. Remember, although $18 million is not a lot of money, he's far from being poor. So, when a guy still 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 think talking a about, oh, his money is money. As a, huh? as a teammate, I think you got to ride or die with your players when it comes to money, man. I don't think you can, you can uh-huh. you know, count their wallet. Regardless if they signed a bad deal or not, I think you got to keep your mouth shut about your teammate and his money. That's just how I feel about it. No. But but the thing is, the one thing to say fuck the organization, but you say fuck the team, now you're disrespecting all of them because he wouldn't have been able to get that money anyway if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Now, every holdout is essentially huh? um, disrespecting the team, though. I mean, every holdout is essentially doing that. No. So No, but when you win two championships in a row for the second time and you're going for a third, he, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Yeah, had five rings. He wanted some money. He yeah. got it in Houston, well, but yeah. And, and, so. and, and all right, let's wrap this up. I got about a minute left, fellas. But uh, always good to have you all on. And I appreciate the newcomers, Gator coming on. Corey, tell everybody where they can find your show. From the Out of Bounds podcast, I'm on uh, Apple iTunes. Also, you can find me on Facebook at Out of Bounds 20. Um, I have a Facebook page on there as well. Instagram, I'm on Instagram as Out of Bounds uh, Sport Podcast on there. Twitter, I'm on Out of Bounds um, SPO1. On That's my Twitter handle. All right, cool. And I was on his show today, so you can hear that sometime soon whenever he drops that. He had um, Better World Peace's brother on the show last night. Uh, Daniel Artest has a podcast oh, cool. of his own. Corey uh, had him on the show. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna go. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm gonna go check that out sometime in the next 24 hours to see what old Daniel Artest had to say. Uh, so appreciate you coming on, man. Gator, hold it down, and um, we'll we'll like I said, get you guys back on to talk sports or something else sometime in the future. But you're always welcome to call in. Whenever I have a show, man, you're always welcome to use that number to call in. So go ahead and shut this thing down. Go to TalkToQ.com and sign up for the email newsletter over at TalkToQ.com so you can be alerted to future shows as they come out. Everyone have a great evening. We'll talk to you next time. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?